you can't change anyone's heart. No matter how wise you are, no matter how long you've been doing this, no matter how winsome you are in the way that you talk, it's God that changes hearts. And it's up to them, the people that you're speaking to, to respond to what God is speaking through you. I am yours, I am yours, I am yours, send me, Lord. I am yours, I am yours, I am yours. Welcome to the Gospel Centered Pro Life Podcast, a podcast designed to equip, encourage, and challenge you in pro life ministry, and always with a focus on the gospel. Stay tuned. I felt your passion. Touched your heart. Use me, Lord. Use me, Lord. Welcome back to the Gospel Centered Pro Life Podcast. I'm Daniel Parks, West Coast Regional Shepherd for Love Life. I'm joined, as always, by Vicki Cassiorg. Hey, everyone. And Vicki is our sidewalk training director. She oversees sidewalk training for our sidewalk teams across the nation and is pouring into folks here in Charlotte, but also all across the country, and has taken a trip to Denver in some uh, right. sometime Just in the not-too-distant future. A couple weeks, yep. Yeah. Very excited. To help pour into the sidewalk teams that are beginning there. And so we're blessed to bring you guys these episodes focused really on the sidewalk ministry, although we're involved in a lot of other stuff as a ministry through Love Life. Our heart with this podcast is to help equip and encourage those who are doing ministry on the sidewalk in particular. We talk about other subjects, too, that have to do with pro-life ministry, always with a focus on the gospel, like we always. say in the intro. Yep. And um, uh, But really, our expertise, with air quotes, is the sidewalk ministry. We've been doing that for a long time. So you guys that might be new to this podcast, that's a little background on who we are. I've been doing this stuff Combined 25 plus years, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I've been involved since 2005. Vicki, you got started in... Oh, gosh, sometime. 2013, 14. I've been yeah. doing it 10 years. So I guess that would be 2012. 2012. Yeah. So anyway, been doing this stuff for a long time, uh, made some mistakes over the years. And our hope is that when we do trainings and we do podcasts, whatever we might do along these lines, is we're helping you guys to learn from our mistakes so you don't have to make your own. Yeah. That sound good? Amen. I think that's a noble purpose of ours. I think it is, too. (laughs) So with that, I want to get into our subject. And Vicki writes an article oftentimes with the subjects that we cover in these podcast episodes. These articles are always available at um, Sidewalks for Life, Sidewalks, the number four, life.com. If you go on that website, that's our training and equipping website. At the top of the page is a tab that says Equipping Articles. And these articles are always there. Also link them in the show notes of the podcast as well. This article is called When My Best Is Not Good Enough. So you had an experience just last week or just yesterday. Yesterday. Yeah. Just happened yesterday. Yeah. That kind of spurred this article. Mm -hmm. You thought it would be an encouragement to those who Mm -hmm. are doing sidewalk ministry. So why don't you kind of give us a little background on this article, what your heart with this episode is, and then we'll jump into it. Well, so this is something we are all going to face uh, if you're in front of an abortion center as a sidewalk counselor. Every one of us will will face what is can be a, a great disappointment, yeah. which is when a mom chooses to abort, even after you've given everything you have. And the reason that I think it will be an encouragement is this happened to me, didn't end the way that I had hoped and prayed it would end. 
But I've been doing this a long time. I mean, 10 years is a long time to be a sidewalk counselor. And there have been many, many women who have chosen life after I've counseled. But there are also women who choose abortion. And I really, I felt like I kind of did everything right. I did feel that way with with this discussion. It felt Holy Spirit-led. And yet it didn't end with her choosing life. Yeah. So I thought it was important for people to know whether you're experienced or brand new on the sidewalk. This is going to happen. Yeah. There, there's going to be people that will not choose life. Yeah. And I wanted to go through kind of what I experienced, what the discussion was. Maybe you'll come up with some ideas of things okay. that I didn't touch on that I should have. But... um. And then maybe some just general reminders for all of us when we face this situation that will help us to deal with the inevitable disappointment when it doesn't go as you had planned, when you've done your best and it just wasn't good enough. Yeah. 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 Wasn't good enough to see the result that you wanted to see. Correct. But spoiler alert, (laughs) the end result is in God's hands, right? Yeah. And- the encouragement is you can't change anyone's heart, no matter how wise yeah. you are, no matter how long you've been doing this, no matter how winsome you are in the way that you talk. It's right. God that changes hearts, and it's up to them, the people that you're speaking to, to respond to what God is speaking through you to Yeah, them. exactly. And that's probably the absolute basic, most important takeaway from this. But so, so let me tell you the story. Um, I, I was standing up the street away from the craziness of the opposition, all the noise they make and everything that happens at the entry point into the parking lot of an abortion center. And I had been, um, I'd talked to a lot of people. I'd given out a lot of literature. I'd had a lot of what I felt were really good conversations. So I was feeling pretty good. I was feeling like this is where God wants me. He's using me here today. And a young couple stopped. They both on their window. Right away, I did what we train you all to do. I was extending my hand already with the literature in my hand, offered it to them. It was Classic, picture perfect. They they stopped, rolled down the window, took the literature. I introduced myself, um, asked if they were on the way to the women's clinic, which they readily admitted they were. Yeah. And um, and then I told them right away who we were. That we're a ministry who loves the Lord, and we are there offering hope and help, so that they would not consider abortion. As, as their only choice. And then I point to with the mobile ultrasound unit is right down the street, just very close to where they had stopped for me, pointed to it, said we have free ultrasound, free pregnancy tests. We can go over a whole bunch of resources that we can share with you to help you no matter what you face. And um, the woman is already leafing through the pamphlet that, yeah. I, that I had handed her. So that's that's a positive thing, right? She's not just kind of thrown it in the back seat or put it to a side. She's actually looking at the brochure. So that's a positive. That's right. Yeah, it's that's a good right. sign. The guy is looking stonily straight ahead. He's pretty not, common. That's a pretty he's common. He's not scenario. looking at me at all. He's pretending to not be paying attention at all. Right. But and and she kind of starts giggling a little as I'm talking with her. Yeah, which that's a pretty common thing too. People laugh off when people feel conviction. 
sometimes they laugh it off. That's a weird reaction, but it's a very common reaction when you're when you're giving people hard truth. Yeah. And she's she's kind of giving him the eye, the guy, the eye. And, and yeah. um, so, you know, I, I I knew that there was um, some hardness in in their heart right right away right. from kind of their their body language. But when they started giggling, uh, I asked them if they knew God. And I do try to get to God right away, yeah. which I did. I was able to. Do, do you know God? I, I don't remember if there was an opening other than that they were giggling. Yeah. And and I said, hey, are, are you guys believers? And they said they were. And um, and I said, well, what do you think God would would say about you about to go in and take your child's life? In, in an abortion. And um, uh, then I, I'm not sure they even answered me right away, but then I took it a step further from do you know God to do you know Jesus? Yeah. They said yes. Okay. And then I said, is Jesus, do you love Jesus? They said yes. Would you consider Jesus the Lord of your life? And they said yes. So now you have a whole new permission. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I would say either they were raised in church or they've been exposed to church in some capacity. So they had some knowledge of God and Jesus and his lordship. I mean, if they don't know what that means, you know, that Jesus is Lord, typically people aren't going to respond in the affirmative and say they that he is their Lord. They'll, they'll ask, what do, they, what do you mean by that? Yeah. So they've been well-churched and well-versed in yeah. churchianity, at least. Yeah. And and when I said, okay, well, if Jesus is your Lord, then what do you make with Luke six forty six, where Jesus Himself says, "Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I say?" Yeah. So letting the Word of God have its place of conviction in their hearts. That was That's the hope. Good. Yeah. That was the hope, and there was a very interesting response. Um, the guy starts sweating, literally. As I'm sitting there, well, standing there, watching, it wasn't even all that hot a day yet, um, and and he just breaks out in a sweat. And I took that as, okay, the Holy Spirit is convicting yeah. this guy. He knows he's in the wrong place, that he shouldn't be here. And um, they insisted that that Jesus was Lord. And, um, and then I said, really? Je- Jesus is Lord of your life. Well, then um, what do you think about the Sixth Commandment? Mm-hmm. What does he say about the Sixth Commandment? And she said, well, what is the Sixth Commandment? And I said, thou shalt not murder. And both of them looked down but didn't answer. Um, and uh, and then I said, well, is, is what you carry in your womb a human being? Yeah. So pointing out the humanity of the baby. Yeah. I brought God into the equations. I'm going along the three talking points. I, I brought God in very quickly, Scripture very quickly, now talking about the humanity of the baby. Um, and, um, and she, she said, yeah, they, they agreed it was human. Yeah. And I said, well, is, is it living? Yes, it's living. Is it a little person? Yes, it's a little person. Well, is it innocent? Yes, it's innocent. Well, then what do you think you are doing here? Yeah. If this is, you're considering taking the life of this little person, that that's the definition of murder. I was pretty blunt. Yeah. And it was kind of surprising, though. They they didn't make any attempt to drive away. Um, they, they were listening. So um, the man at that point said he knew it was wrong. He even knew it was murder. But God will forgive me. Yeah. Now, we had just had a training session with our national missionaries 
where we where we talked about this. Yeah. This is one of the most common oh, yeah. things. Especially in the South, but I would say, I mean, across the board, no matter where I've ministered, you'll hear this commonly. I know it's wrong, but God will forgive me. Right. Or right. Some, some form of that. Right. And I went right into exactly what I trained our national missionaries that we should say at that point. I said, if you're... Um, well, you're right, God is a forgiving God, but if you're about to expressly go and do what he has clearly told you not to do, banking on his forgiveness, are you asking his forgiveness or permission to sin? Yeah. And pointed out this was really a mockery yeah. of, of yeah. what forgiveness and particularly repentance really, really means. Um, and then shared the story that I often share when I hear this, where let let's pretend you're married and your your uh, your husband. I'm talking to the woman now. Your husband tells you that he's going to go next door and and have sex with this beautiful woman because he can't help himself. But but because you're a forgiving woman, he will come right back and tell you I'm sorry because he knows you'll forgive him. Right. Would that be okay? And she, neither of them answered. They just both looked down, shaking their heads, no, it, it was not okay. And I said, but that's that's what you're asking um, God to do. Yeah. And um, the guy's sweating more. <laughs> okay. At this point, he takes out his handkerchief and he's mopping wow. his face okay. now because he's pouring sweat, but he's starting to look at me. Yeah. Like, I could tell maybe at that moment he's starting to connect and be convicted in a way that even um, she had had not yet. And then I um, then I asked them if they were married. I figure you know as long as they're staying here, no one's running away. Right? Let's let's go for let's the go for the jugular. sexual purity message yeah. as well. And no, they were not married, but they were going to be married soon. Okay. And and I said, wow, marriage is a big commitment. And if um, uh, I I assume that this baby, you're thinking of getting married, you love each other, right? They say yes. I said, well, that's a big commitment to to want to marry each other. I assume this baby was conceived in love. You you loved each other and, um, and you know that sex can produce babies, right? (laughs) They, They said yes. And I said, well, well, you know, you have a commitment to that baby. When do you believe that the um, you should start honoring commitments? Yeah, because marriage is a huge commitment, and usually when we promise to remain committed, it's when everything's going well. Yeah, and when things are good, it's easy to maintain a commitment when things are easy. Yeah, it's it's a whole lot harder when things are hard. So you've you made a commitment to each other in a sense when when you conceived this child because that was certainly a possibility. You have a commitment to that child as that child's parents. When do you think would be a good time to start practicing commitment? Right. Yeah. And um and they they agreed. The amazing thing is throughout this discussion which went on, I'm not going to go through everything I said, but over yeah. the, it lasted about 40 minutes. Wow. They agreed. This is Car side, car side. You ministering to them. They were pulling down to the abortion center. They stopped in the road and you talk with them 30, 40 minutes. That's amazing. 30, 40 minutes in yeah, the middle. That of... itself is miraculous. It, it is. It is. And you've heard what I'm saying. Yeah. This is not easy stuff for someone to listen to that doesn't have to. Yeah. I wasn't hanging onto the car. I wasn't leaning in. I was in no way impeding yeah. their ability to, to leave. And, um, and I, I asked them, um, so, you 
you know it's wrong. You know that you should um, uh, that you you're claiming Jesus is Lord. Yeah. What do you think would be honoring to God right now? Would would it be driving in to that abortion center or or what? How how could you honor God? Yeah. In in your life right now. Yeah. And they said going on the mobile ultrasound unit. They agreed. Yeah. It was okay. it was it was not going into the they said not in fact she said at that point not going into the abortion center. So I'm feeling like praise God they their hearts are turning. Yeah. Wouldn't you have thought that? Oh yeah. With these with these responses. Yeah. So um uh I said, you know, you could die at any any moment. I hope you don't. But this could be your last few moments on earth. None of us know. Yeah. And if our if you know what the next step should be in honoring God, and that might be the only step you have left before yeah. you stand before yeah. Jesus, you don't know. So what do you think then you should do at at this point? Um and they they both said to um to go on the RV. Yeah. And I said, Great, I agree with you. Um let me um I and I told her about the resources, a, a very general overview of all the resources that we could offer to help, which we would talk about more on the RV. I said, I'll walk you over. And she said, No, my mind is made up. Yeah. This wow. is forty minutes later. Yeah. Forty minutes of him sweating tears. <laughs> you know, he's sweating up a yeah. storm because he's so convicted. She's saying yes to everything. They agreed with everything. And I just looked at her and said, Young lady. After all that, you're telling me you you still are going to go in there and abort your baby? Um, oh, I did talk about uh, the heartbeat, brainwaves, 10 yeah. fingers and 10 toes. I knew how far along she was also. So I did everything I knew to do, quite honestly. And How far um, along was she? She was eight, <clears throat> eight weeks. Okay. So 10 fingers and 10 toes, brainwaves, heartbeat, every organ in place. Yeah. Told her all that. Um, and, and yet she said, but she did say, but listen, I'll, um, we'll, we'll hang on to this. I've got your name and number. And if we get in there and change our mind, I'll be right back. I promise you. And I said, is there anywhere in the Bible that says when we know sin and we know temptation, we should step as close to it as we can get to see if we can withstand temptation. Or does the Bible say that we are to flee? Yeah. From uh, from the devil and uh, or you know resist the devil and he will flee from us. So resisting, you don't creep up as close as yeah. you can yeah. to temptation. And at that moment, um, I know I've kind of she's not yeah. backing down. I know yeah. I've kind of for whatever reason. Um, and I said, "Can I pray with you?" And they said, "Yes." So I started praying. I prayed at them, as we've talked about in other podcasts, where kind of recounting everything that I'd gone through. And as I'm finishing the prayer, um, who should drive up behind them but the the owner's daughter who manages the abortion center, directs yeah. the abortion center yeah. here. The, and I tell you, there was at least two car widths beside this truck. They could have oh, gotten yeah. by Easily, oh, she yeah. could that have. That road is so wide, you could drive four Mack trucks side you by could. side down. Plenty of room, but she laid on the horn. Yeah. Just wouldn't take her hand off of the horn. So the horn's blaring, and she rolls down her window and is swearing yeah. and screaming at me and at them to get out of the road. Yeah. 
Um, and I, I had purposely not told them to pull over because as soon as I say that 99% of the time, women keep driving and drive into the abortion center. And I knew they were not ever in the conversation at a point where I felt confident they would pull over. Yeah. At this point, I know I'm kind of, she's going to call the police and, and, um, uh, the, and and the people were getting so frazzled. So I I said, would you pull over? At first, I told them the reason she doesn't want to just go around us, which we're all flagging her on. Yeah. I said is is because she, the she doesn't profit off of the right. death of your baby. She's gonna lose money. Right. And and so she doesn't want me talking to you. Yeah. Um. And as soon as I said, would you mind pulling over? He rolls forward slowly. And kept driving right. yeah. and drove right in to the abortion center. Yeah, yeah. And that's heavy stuff. I've it dealt with is. that. If you do this ministry any length of time, you'll deal with that, whether it's you know car side or talking to them on the sidewalk or on the mobile ultrasound unit. I know my wife as a nurse. Right. And I know you've been on the mobile ultrasound unit a lot, yeah. too, where you're pouring everything you can, everything yeah. you can pour out until you can't pour out anymore, and then... Even though there's agreement there, I agree. All you're saying is correct. I agree with that stuff. Yeah. Yet I'm still going to have this abortion. So that can and, weigh heavy on you. And on top of it, in this case, I don't always feel this, but in this case, I felt Holy Spirit guided. I really yeah. felt like things were coming out of my mouth that I've never said before, but that I felt led by the Spirit to say. So I yeah. felt really good about it. Till she said, "No, I've made I've yeah. made up my mind," and yeah, I was. Yeah, I mean, you, you pretty much figure it's a done deal, right? <laughs> they're did. they're sitting here listening for forty I minutes. Did. That's a good indication that they're going to choose life if and, they're and if they're talking that long. And none of the um, opposition came over to stop the conversation, which was another miracle. Yeah. So anyway, the you know my first as as they drive in, I felt like collapsing. Yeah. That's the first kind of takeaway, is. I think it's okay for the exhaustion and disappointment to hit you yeah. because it is disappointing. Yeah, it, no doubt. it is disappointing. And, and I thought it was very important for you to know I've been doing this 10 years and it still happens. Yeah. And not infrequently either. Right. I mean, we can train you. This is what we've said often. We can train you. We have three training modules now for the sidewalk ministry. We do this podcast. Um, we do a monthly meeting for all of our sidewalk mm-hmm. folks to encourage them and answer questions. We can pour any kind of training and and kind of here's what you do in this scenario into you, and you can apply all of that stuff. But at the end of the day, none of that stuff's bad, by the way. All that stuff is good. We should right. learn. We should equip ourselves as much as we can. But at the end yeah. of the day, the people that we're ministering to have to decide to yield to the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. They do have a freedom of their will to reject or to receive what they're hearing. Right. And you can't force your will on them. We're told that we we try to force our religion on people. No, we don't. <laughs> we offer the truth. We offer alternatives. God offers a way of escape to them, but it's up to them whether they receive it or reject it. Yeah. And it is discouraging. I mean, I know one of the things that can happen when you kind of pour everything out is you know, once the situation's over, I, I remember a situation, I'm sure I've shared this a couple times on the podcast, but I remember on the mobile ultrasound unit, 
that we had a uh, a woman on board. I wasn't on board, but the counselor, uh, maybe you were the counselor. I can't remember. It's been a while. Uh, the mom of twins, 18-week twins. She was yeah. on the mobile ultrasound unit. Yeah. And the nurse on board, I think it might have been my wife. If not, it was uh, one of the nurses that is out there on a regular basis. Um, you know, they gave the ultrasound, 18-week twins. They showed her every resource that corresponded with the needs that she had, gave her every reason to choose life. And she still stepped right off of that mobile ultrasound unit and went into that abortion center yeah. and killed both of those babies. Yeah. It feels like weeks. you've been punched in the gut when, yeah. when that happened. You've poured everything into them. Yeah. And then especially it's worse that I don't think it was me that that day. It was a long time before I saw twins on the um, mobile ultrasound unit. Yeah. But um, uh, but when you've seen the baby yeah. on top oh, yeah. of it, it's a double whammy, a yeah. double punch. It really hurts. Yeah. Yeah, and one of the things kind of where I was getting with that is you poured everything out mm-hmm. that you could, but the devil is yeah. still going to be an, an accuser of the brethren, right? Yes. The devil's yeah. still going to say, oh, you should have said this. You should have done that. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. All that second guessing. Exactly. Yeah. That's one yeah. of our points in That's this article. the enemy will get you and he'll yes. neutralize you because could you always say things better or differently or could you have said more stuff? Sure. You can always say things differently. You. But you don't know the end from the beginning. You don't know. You're you're not God. You don't see all the things that are going on in their hearts. You have to do the best you can. And that's the best you can do. The right. best you can do is the best you can do. Yeah. Right. In yeah. the moment. Yeah. And so it's in the Lord's hands. You've got to trust God. And it's between them and the Lord. Like when that couple, when they stand before the Lord on the day of judgment, they're not going to be able to accuse Vicky of not having told them the truth. Right. Right. Yeah. They're, God's going to bring out, I believe, the Bible says the books are going to be opened when we stand before the Lord. Mm-hmm. There's going to be the book of of the law. The Bible says there's this book called the Book of Remembrance. And it's quite possible that Book of Remembrance is God showing you all the chances that he gave you to repent, all the opportunities. And this is going to be played back, whether it's read back to them in the Book of Remembrance or however yeah. that works out. They're going to see that day and that time. And they're not going to be able to accuse you or God of having not told them the truth or right. not given them an opportunity to repent and a way of escape. Right. Um, so many good points. One one of the things, even when I wrote the title of this, um, uh, if this is my when I give my best and my best isn't good enough, yeah. I knew that that title was a false title. Yeah. Um, in terms of, I think you said it earlier, maybe it was before the podcast actually even started, but that I did give my best. It was the best I had to give at that moment. But it was um, in the sense of that we're ever good enough. It was all I had to give. And I will never be up to the task, but God always will be. I I can only give what I'm able to give. And then I've got to trust and know that it, it's really God's best that, yeah. that takes yeah. over. It's not, it's not us. Yeah. It's, it's not up to us. Yeah. This is the thought I want to leave you guys with. And I've given this encouragement a couple of times, but I don't think I can give it enough Mm -hmm. that what we're doing is we are planting seeds Mm -hmm. and we are watering seeds. Mm -hmm. And God is the one that gives the increase. This passage here in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, starting in verse 6, this is Paul talking about his ministry and the ministry of Apollos and how they ministered to the church in Corinth. And he says in verse 6 of 1 Corinthians chapter 3, he says, I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So neither he who plants is anything nor he who waters, but God who gives the increase. We're, we're just vessels. 
Right. Right. It's not our responsibility to change hearts. It's our responsibility to be vessels that are willing to either water seeds or to sow seeds. Yeah. And it's in God's hands. Now, I'm not saying that it's not because God didn't want them to choose life. <laughs> it's between them and the Lord. You've given them the truth. You've you've planted a seed or you've I think you probably watered seeds that were already planted because these people obviously knew something about the Lord. God. Sure. And um God gives the increase, but people have to yield to his truth. Right. People have to yield to when they're convicted by the Holy Spirit. The Bible says don't resist the Holy Spirit. People have to yield to the to the the call. And the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And they apparently didn't. Yeah. So I was um, talking with a counselor today who knew about this experience that I had yesterday. And she and I told her we were going to do a podcast about it. And she said, I hope that you will tell us um, what to do that helps us to, to get through the discouragement. And my last point in the article, I think, does address that. I think everything you said, Daniel, we have to keep in our heart. Yeah. That, that, that is first, that you have to keep the knowledge that it is truly up to God, not us. But something that did help me is, as I thought back on it, the natural inclination is to say, what did I do wrong? But I think a helpful thing for you to do following something like this happening is to think, what did I do right? Yeah. What was an optimistic yeah, thing that came out of this? So I listed some of them as I was thinking about that. Biblical truth was presented, no doubt. Lots of scripture, lots of truth. Um, I would not say I presented the gospel um, because I really didn't go into Jesus' death and resurrection or anything like that. I was really just citing biblical truth about the baby, about yeah. um, killing an innocent human being. Um, but the truth about fetal development was presented. They could not go in there without picturing that baby because yeah. I drew a picture for them. Yeah. So yeah. they went in with full knowledge. They will not be able to stand before God someday saying, I didn't know it was a baby. Right. They knew it was a baby. Um, thirdly, the truth about the grievous and dangerous sin that they are engaging in was clearly presented. Yeah. And, and I don't think we should ever gloss over that. Do it gently, do it kindly. And then um, finally, that it was clear the Holy Spirit was convicting their hearts. Yeah. And, and I got to enter into that. Yeah. So I think that's a really important way to help you get through is to think what went right, right. in that Instead encounter. Of what, what did I do wrong? Correct. What went right? Yeah. And just the fact that you were there. Yeah. That's a big yeah. thing that went right. Sure. Right. So I um, hope this was encouraging to you guys. hope you guys were um, you know, challenged, but also encouraged. I mean, you guys have had these these encounters with people. You've poured out your heart to people, and they've went into the abortion center. And it can be heavy, but know that it doesn't happen to just you. It happens to everybody. It's a, right. it's a yeah. part of this ministry. It stinks, but remember yeah. the Lord is with us in it. He shares our grief, and uh, he gives us comfort, right? Yep. And so hopefully, again, you guys were encouraged by this. If you want to reach out to me, you can reach me, Daniel, at lovelife.org. You can reach out to Vicky, Vicky with a Y, at lovelife.org. We'd love to hear suggestions for future podcasts from you guys. We'd love for you guys to put a review out on whatever podcast service that you use to listen to this podcast. So leave us a review. Five stars would be great. And, um, yeah, until next time, God bless. God bless you all.